Welcome to the Circular Economy Show podcast, where we dive into the detail of the stories and the people who are making of the circular economy a reality. I am Laura, and I will be your host for this podcast, but I am not alone today. I have my colleague Seb here next to me. Thanks, Laura. Um, just a reminder for our listeners that this podcast is published by the Ellen McCarthy Foundation, where we develop and promote the idea of a circular economy, engage key stakeholders to make it happen, and mobilise system solutions at scale. So join us every week as we speak to the leaders and practitioners of this transition. And what are we covering today? Well, in our last podcast, if you remember, we brought you to the Royal Society of Arts House in London, where we spoke to different creatives uh, about fashion and circular design as we were launching our recently published book called Circular Design for Fashion. If you haven't listened to it already, please check it out. The RSA, of course, what an amazing place, what an amazing location. You were very lucky, Lara, to have a number of conversations um, while you spent a day there. Who are you speaking to in this podcast? Well, this time I had the opportunity to talk to two professionals that work in the fashion industry. One of them is Marina Testino, who is the creative director and activist at Point of View, um, who we'll, we'll hear from her a little bit more later. But first, I would like uh, to introduce Rebecca Gardner, who is the circularity partner at ASOS. Now, it'll come as no surprise to you, Lara, given that I am a on-trend millennial, that I'm very familiar with ASOS as an online fashion brand and as a very large company, in many ways a company that is thriving in our current economic model within the fashion industry. What has their circular economy journey been like? Well, ASOS, like many other fashion brands, Seb, are beginning to raise their ambitions on the circular economy as a way to tackle some of the most pressing global challenges that we have, like climate change, biodiversity loss, etc. And the first steps that a company like ASOS has taken on the circular economy, I think I would highlight three components. One is a really big focus on training, training all their staff, especially the people who make decisions that influence the design of their products. Um, another thing has been testing it out with a first collection that we are going to hear more about. And the third ingredient, I think it has been sharing it with a wider audience. They've published um, a guidebook in which they explain some of their key learnings and they share that with everyone else who wants to make or improve the design of their products. So how have they done it? And what do they need to focus on next? Well, these are some of the questions that we've explored in this conversation. Let's hear from Rebecca. What personally uh, inspired you to work on the circular economy or to dedicate like your, let's say, professional career to this topic? So for me, circularity has a really big um, positive opportunity if we work within eliminating waste, um, circulating products and materials and regenerating nature, then we can have a positive impact across the whole value chain from a uh, environmental and social impact. Um, so it kind of connects like the environmental with the social and the yeah. economic sphere, economic spheres as, as, at the same time. So you can have, a, let's say, a positive impact across all those three. Yes, definitely. And I think for me as well, circularity um, 
is really exciting because it's part of this kind of wider systems thinking, uh, design thinking as well, which um, for me is a great kind of tool for solutions as well. So uh, when we are looking at how we can use the kind of design process, it's all around uh, designing, testing at speed, learning by doing, and then re-evaluating and kind of iterating on that again, which is something that we see within the circular economy and, and circular design as well. And I think this is a really powerful tool to be able to figure out quite quickly uh, what solutions are scalable and how we can lead innovation um, and the great thing about uh, design thinking and systems thinking as well is always putting that customer at, at the centre of what we do so that when we are looking at circular design, circular products, circular business models, then we're actually taking on board their needs and their feedback to make sure that we're designing a system that will work for everyone for both environment and um, social side. And you said something really important, which we also mentioned on the book, which is that circular design, it's an iterative process, right? It's a, it's a journey. It's, it's not something that you can do overnight. Um, could you tell us a bit more about ASOS journey on the circular economy so far? Of course. So we, we have been through our own kind of special journey as well. And we started uh, back in 2018 as part of our global fashion agenda commitments to circularity. Um, and we partnered with the Centre of Sustainable Fashion at London College of Fashion, who have really been our kind of um, knowledge exchange on this uh, journey that we've been on so that we've been leaning on them for that kind of expert advice, the support, um, but also a great way to kind of bounce ideas off each other from education but also from the industry side. So we started our journey with them in 2018. Uh, we first concentrated on our designers internally because we wanted them to be our champions of circular design. Uh, so we worked with the Centre of Sustainable Fashion to develop a design pilot with them uh, where we took uh, 15 of our designers. We um, took them through a kind of in-depth process with lots of um, engagement, with lots of webinars and seminars, and also lots of different kind of workshops so that they really got to understand uh, what circularity meant for them. Uh, our journey has evolved a little bit since then. So um, you'll hopefully have seen that we launched our circular collection in 2020, which was very much a um, proof of concept and us piloting what our circular design strategies that we'd started to develop in that um, first design pilot could be, what that would look like for our customer, what it would look like at scale, um, and how we could kind of bring that through to fruition. Uh, since then, we were acknowledged that actually there are more people involved in this process internally rather than just the designers. So our product development team is made up of um, buyers, designers, merchandisers, garment technologists. We have a big studio team. We, of course, have our suppliers and our whole supply chain that are involved in this process too. Um, so whilst we're developing the collection, we wanted to make sure that we were capturing all of that detail as well to put it back into training, which was our kind of second phase with uh, the Centre of Sustainable Fashion, where in 2020, we trained out all of our um, product development team. So all of those amazing roles I just mentioned. Um, and then and uh, over 2020, we've been putting that back into action with our products. Um, and also we realized that we had this big wealth of learnings internally that we wanted to share as well. We're very much um, wanting to be collaborative within our journey, uh, which is why we published our circular design guidebook uh, earlier this month. 
Which is what you have here with yeah. us today, right? <laughs> can you show us a little bit of what, yes, of what can you find inside? So this is the hard copy, um, but we have an interactive version um, and just a digital version on the report section of our PLC side. Um, and what we really wanted to do was uh, take the internal learnings um, and, and put it into something that we could share externally. So this is very much ASOS's journey um, and we're very excited to share it as well because we hope that it will kind of inspire other brands, other retailers, uh, new designers and have a really kind of great educational purpose. So uh, in here we cover our nine circular design strategies, we cover what the circular economy is, uh, we cover what it means for fashion, we look at what um, safe and recycled and renewable materials are available uh, and we also go into the recycling techniques and the different processes. So hopefully it gives um, our designers a kind of end-to-end -end, uh, version of what this can look like in a commercial world. And I think you mentioned something really interesting about the whole process, which is that you you went beyond just the people who have designers as their title, but as, as their titles, job titles. But you also uh, basically trained everyone who has, let's say, some power or some, you know, a say in which in how the, the products look like or how they go into the market. Um, and this is something that we really try to push at the Ella MacArthur Foundation, like uh, what design is and you know how important it is. All the decisions that we made at the design at the design stage um, and the kind of environmental impact that they can have later on. Um, so I wanted to ask you as well a, a little bit more about the process of, of training uh, all, all your designers and, and, and your employees and kind of like the outcomes of that. Um, what were the, the most challenging things? Like how did the team receive the training? Uh, were they excited? Was it difficult to understand? Yeah, a little bit more about the, the process. At ASOS, we're extremely lucky to have some very, very talented team, um, and they were really excited by the, this new um, opportunity. Uh, I guess the main challenge that we we had to overcome was sometimes um, the the kind of general feedback that we got was that sometimes circularity can be quite overwhelming because it's such a complex kind of topic. It's got lots of things kind of working into it. So for us, it was really important to try and filter down what does the circular economy mean to ASOS? What does it mean to us from a, a fashion and product perspective? Um, and then try to work out what those design strategies could be that would work for us, for our business and for our customer. But one of the, the main things that we really wanted to do was bring it back to how All, the, all of the roles played a very important part. So our internal training was very much focusing on what can you do? What is that tangible thing that you can take away and start to put into your, your day job um, and how you can make decisions on circularity and how we can start to embed it into our business as usual process to make sure that we can have that long lasting impact rather than a, a different couple of collections, for example. And of course, like we, we we have been discussing, like your your collection uh, uh, that is that has used circular design strategies. I guess um, some people might think, like for for a company like ASOS uh, with your size and and let's say like uh, yeah like impact on the on the fashion market. Um, What are your kind of like circular economy ambitions going forward to make sure that ASOS becomes circular? Mm -hmm. So we 
we really want to be collaborative in this space. Um, publishing our learnings is just the kind of um, start of that. Uh, it's one of the reasons why we are partners with the Anna MacArthur Foundation as well, because we, we know that we can talk to our peers within this space. We're part of Textiles 2030 as well, which allows us to do that. Um, and sharing our learnings helps us kind of align as an industry so that we can all meet a set standard. Uh, earlier this year, we also released our Fashion with Integrity strategy, which is our next commitment for the next 10 years as a business. Um, it's founded on four pillars, so uh, be net zero, be more circular, um, be transparent and be diverse. And that be more circular commitment is all around how ASOS can shift uh, towards those circular systems. So for us, we are prioritizing circular design. Uh, we're also looking at how, as a business, we can facilitate that product recovery, what looks right for us, what looks right for our customers, because we know it's not just about designing the product, it's that bigger system. So we have a commitment to looking at that. Our next commitment is actually for next year, which is to publish our circularity strategy, which will go into the detail of how we kind of see our business moving forward to those kind of big key pillars. Um, and the last one is making sure that all of our products and packaging is made from uh, recycled or more sustainable materials. And it's, it's very important what you just mentioned there, because in the book as well, we try to uh, yeah, to bring this idea that it's not just about product design, that it's also about thinking about the business models in which your products operate and also like the biggest, the, the big systemic shift um, that, yeah, like the, the system in which your products and your business models. I think we also acknowledge during the product development process that, you know, it is very much about how these products circulate through the different business models. It's about how we design for that intended use and how we want them to be used. But there's also a really big part for us around our supply chain and how we have the kind of opportunity to explain how we're trying to get there, how to bring our suppliers on this journey with us. That was something that we found in the collection was that the earlier we brought them on board this journey, um, they were really kind of open and positive about it as well. And it just made that kind of working relationship much better. And I think you mentioned that on your quote on the book, like how important it is to like communicate to the whole supply chain about like what your objective is and where, where you want to get to, um, which I think it's super important. We talk about co collaborating with your whole supply chain and bringing them on board so that they, they, they can be part of the journey with the, with the brands. Um, I have one more question um, for you, and it's around uh, the transformation that circular design has, let's say, or the impact that circular design has had uh, in, in your company. Would you say that circular design has kind of transformed the way you see, uh, the, let's say, the future of ACES? And yeah, in which ways? Definitely. I think circularity is all about that change in mindset. Um, and that's definitely something internally we've started to do. We've started to change our mindset around how we develop product, how we see this moving through our circular um, business models, but also how it really resonated with our customers as well. And as a business, we always try to um, put our customers at the center of what we do to make sure that we're designing products and systems that work well for them as well. And we've had a really positive response from our 
our supply chain too. So we're seeing a lot of um, positivity around moving towards this way. Uh, and for us, it's all about how we can secure our business and its future as well. And we acknowledge that transitioning towards a circular economy, um, moving away from that linear system is something that we, we have to do and it is the right thing to do as well. So uh, internally, everyone is super excited. I think for us, it's all about how we then take the principles of the circular economy and make it really tangible. That's what the kind of feedback we've had internally is, is like, this is great. How do, how can I do something about it? And I think when you have such a big brand, bringing it back to that kind of individual, uh, tangible action is really important. And that's what we've tried to do throughout all of our training, throughout our product, throughout all of the kind of different teams and, and networks that we work with as well. And I think for us, releasing um, the circular guidebook and kind of being open and authentic about our journey uh, has been really great too. We've had a really great response from um, our other kind of peers in the industry who want to work with us and collaborate, which for us is all about how we're going to get there, is how we can collaborate together because we, we acknowledge that we can't do it on our own um, and we want to be able to make this transition kind of move fast. Um, so actually collaborating authentically with, with our peers in the industry will be the way to do that. And I think by these kind of steps that we've taken already, we're starting to see how that can be a really positive thing for, for everyone involved. And I know I said I had, that was my last question, but I actually <laughs> want, want to ask you one final one. And it is, um, what is the biggest challenge that you think you're facing at the moment to become circular? And what kind of outcome would satisfy you, let's say, by the time you, you leave ASUS or your kind of legacy uh, at the company? I think the biggest challenge is probably that kind of systemic change that we need um, and understanding how we can be part of that to, to make it move quickly. I think some of the kind of previous challenges around um, companies not being open or wanting to share are starting to, to fade a bit now, um, which is great because that's how we're going to kind of move forward. Um, for us, it's all around the, the innovation side. So really that Uh, recyclability side and how we can close the loop on materials and how we can regenerate new materials and that kind of positive impact is the biggest challenge for us and understanding how we can design for those future systems, how we can encourage them, how we can support closing um, the loop. We know we're not perfect and we're not there yet, but this is all part of our journey and, and where we want to get to. So um, we'll be kind of making our, our progression forward to that. So I think They are probably the biggest challenges, but I think they are industry-wide challenges that if we are able to collaborate and work together, then we'll get there much quicker. Thank you, Rebecca. It has been great to have you, Thank you. with me today. <laughs> so ASUS' journey on the circular economy highlights many different things. Among them, the importance of bringing everyone on board and collaborating across your organization and your supply chain, And they've started with only wagon collection, as Rebecca said, but they have plenty of ideas for the future of things they need to get done, and we look forward to seeing ASOS next steps. But now, let's move on to talk about a different topic that also kind of influences and is influenced by the fashion industry. Social media. Social media plays a huge role in our lives at the moment, especially in the lives of young people. It's where they read news, where they communicate, and where they share 
whatever they are doing, whatever they are using, and how they are using it. Marina Testino, the creative director and activist at Point of View, was in a conversation with me, and I asked her to begin with, what is an activist? And how can social media and those people who are creating content through these platforms create positive change in the fashion industry? Let's find out. Before we um, jump into that clip, Clara, what was that term you just used? Artivist. Artivist, Seb. I have no idea what it means. I guess that's what we're going to hear from Marina next. I would like us to kick off the conversation by understanding a little bit more about yourself. And I know you define yourself as an artivist. Uh, so I would like to just explain, I would like you to explain a little bit more about what this means and what kind of, yeah, role. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think um, I kind of didn't feel like an activist and didn't feel like an artist. So I felt I was doing a bit of both. And I also, at one point, a lot of people like started telling me, you're an activist because you believe this and you like say these things and everything. But I felt there was this bad connotation on activism and it was aggressive and it was negative and it was like very, um, just aggressive. And I didn't want to project that because everything that I do and how I want to project my voice and what I'm saying is all about positive. What can we do? How can we change? Not you're doing this wrong or this is not correct. Um, so I kind of just say, okay, I'm going to like rename myself as an artist and use art to raise awareness. And that is very important because the, let's say the scale of the challenges that we face can sometimes like paralyze you a little bit if you only focus on the problem. So it's very important to bring that kind of positive mindset or that focus on the solutions because there are always things that, that we can do about them. Um, why did you decide to work on, on fashion? What's kind of your journey? Um, I think my family has always been in the arts and fashion industry. So I've kind of been born in this industry. And since like college and in high school, I would do internships within the industry. And when I, I graduated from fashion marketing, and then I wanted to start a clothing brand. And once I started this clothing brand, I realized like, wow, the waste of the process of creating something. And like, you do this and the sample doesn't work and you need to redo it. And that there are so many steps on the way that I didn't realize as a consumer. Um, And with the other internships that I had done, it was like behind the scenes, producing, helping stylists. Um, So not really being in front of the production parts. And at the same time, I was modeling to be able to finance my, my clothing brand. I had this 360 idea of what the fashion industry does and all the different points where it could be better, all the like waste that it creates in all these different angles that if you didn't really see the 360 way, you would only focus like, oh, well, styling, we only like, it's this much waste, but it's okay. Um, so that really um, pushed me to kind of become this person to raise awareness. And There was a lot of awareness in that field a bit, I think, but it was very negative and it was very focused on what is being done wrong instead of what are the solutions? What can we do? So I really wanted to use my platform and speak on the side of the fashion industry and via voucher of 
I'm part of this industry and I love this industry, but what can we do better? Instead of, I'm not part of this industry and this is all the wrong things happening in it. Um, so I guess there is um, um, a, a lot of people who might see uh, people who show their work on social media, uh, let's say, a, a, a little bit like they might not be doing enough, right? Like they are just maybe like using clothes to like show people what they like to wear, but maybe they see like little action behind it. Um, could you share with me a little bit more about like examples of like positive impact that you can have you can have by by yeah but really like using the the can or leveraging the the power of social media? I mean, I think social media is a very powerful tool. It can go bad, it can go good, it can really go either way. Um, but there's so many eyeballs on it and. As a person, you can make an impact with one people, with one person, or with millions of people. And I think um, just being, showing solutions, showing why this is wrong. Not that it's wrong, but explaining why we should change and why we should be doing something different instead of um, just using our channels to like constantly promote and consume and just like create this idea of you don't fit in in this industry if you're not on trend, if you're not wearing the latest color, if you're not wearing the latest brand, but really just showcase how you can be part of this industry because it's an inclusive industry. It's based on creativity. It's not based on who has money and who can buy what. Um, and I think it's something that has been lost. Um, and younger, young generations just have this idea that I won't fit in if I don't have this, if I can't afford this. Um, so I try to use my platform to raise awareness on like, how can we be a conscious consumer, but fit in this industry, wear color, wear whatever we want, but be, a, be conscious while we do it. And I guess you mentioned younger generation, social media is also a really important tool to get them to think about The, the changes that we need in the industry as well. Because, I mean, we've, we are talking about the consumers, but in like it's it's a bigger change, right? Like we need the brands to change. We need policy to change. It's, it's really about this kind of systemic shift. Um, would you say that actually through using social media, like you can really get to these young people and kind of change their mindset or at least get them to think about this? I think uh, everyone, like the young generation, reads news on social media. <laughs> so it's definitely the tool where you have to like teach them, transmit different messages, and you need to talk their language. You can't put them a report and they'll read a whole essay on an Instagram post. You need to, um, you know, talk the same language, use uh, imagery, use words, keywords, simple things, one sentence, and explain something. And obviously it's difficult, um, but for example, this book is a great example of that. It's a purple book. The last thing you would, you would think of is that it's, it's a guide of how to be more circular. So I think it really is using color, images, and, and simplicity in how we explain the problems, and especially focusing on the solutions, because no one wants to, you know, hear doom all the time of, wrong, 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 but okay, everything I'm doing is wrong, so, so what do I do? And you, you stay with that, okay, now I need to figure out what I do. 
And I guess it's also a responsibility, right? Because there is so much content on social media out there that you really have to think about the, yeah, what you say and how you say it to make sure that whatever, whatever information or message you're trying to convey, it's actually based on facts. Uh, yeah, actually, that's very, that, that's true. And, um, and I've partnered with you guys a bunch of times to fact check what I'm saying because I'm not a scientist. Uh, I'm a creative and, and I can create a campaign to talk about something, but I do need the knowledge that I don't know. So that's something that, that I love partnering with Ellen MacArthur and having that knowledge and being able to break that information so other people can learn about it. And I mean, for our audience who might check the, our, new, our new book, they will see your quote in there and this idea of progress not perfection that you try to convey uh, in the book. I, I thought it was great because it reminded me of how we explain that circular design is an iterative process, that it's not something that happens overnight. It's a complete, it's, it's, it's a journey that, that can take and will take some time. And it's good because you can try different things and make sure that with each decision and each step, you're getting closer. Um, why is it important to see circular design in this way as opposed to like, a one decision process. <laughs> I think like everything, we don't like to change, you know, like we're comfortable how we are, how we produce, what we're buying and having the access of immediacy and, and really showcasing that every, it's a baby step. Every step counts and everything you do on your daily life, every purchase decision or um, just Every choice we do changes and just doing a different choice and teaching someone, your family, your friend next to you to do that, it does count and it trickles down. Um, and I would like us to move a little bit uh, now to talk about your work. And, and I know that uh, you are the founder at Point of View. Um, could you tell us a little bit more about what it is? So Point of View, um, it started as a clothing brand, as I mentioned before, uh, but then I shifted into doing consulting, creative direction, and just these activations and campaigns around awareness around sustainability. Um, so give us an example of one campaign that you've run and kind of like just, just to see the, the impact uh, of, of it and also to understand a little bit more about your work. Um, so my first campaign was called One Dressed and Press. Um, and it was a two month long campaign and I wore a red suit every day. And the idea was really This was like four or five years ago. So it was like the culmination of influencers and of just like opening Instagram and seeing the same girl dressed differently three times every day. And you would like, I would hear it in friends group. I don't have anything to wear tonight. And it's like, we all have a closet full of shit. <laughs> like it was crazy. Just like this, how, how social media had put in our, in our mindset that we We didn't have, we needed to buy more. We needed to consume more and to fit in this social media spectrum. Um, so I decided like, I'm part, you know, I, I live in this industry. I'm part of this industry. And people right now think that to be part of the fashion industry, you need to follow this and you need to change constantly. Um, so I wore suits, a red suit that I really loved. And I had worn it to two different events, two weeks apart, and it was the same brand event. Mm -hmm. And at the second event, I had um, 
three people come up to me and they're like, oh, you wore that suit to the last event. Three different people. And by the end of the night, it made me feel like guilty. Like, oh, wow, like someone is like criticizing me because like I wore the same thing. But then talking to a friend, they're like, who cares? And he wasn't, obviously he wasn't from the fashion industry. He's like, who cares? You look good in it. You know, do your thing. And that kind of inspired me, like, I'm gonna, you know, kind of go against what the mainstream says of changing, and I'm gonna wear this suit every day for two months. And I'm not going to, I was with a model agency at the time, and I told them, like, you can't make me wear any clothes because this is like my uniform for the next month. They dropped me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, um, But it was really like to make a statement that we can't go to the speed we're going. We can't continue selling cheap fashion at the rate that we're selling, making young people feel the necessity of going to buy something on a Thursday, Friday night to wear something for the weekend because they don't have anything to wear. And this idea that just consumption, a constant consumption. Um, so that was like my first campaign to do. And from then I created other campaigns and always using color to go against this idea that sustainable fashion is brown or black or white or not sexy or not fashionable. Um, well, I think it's something very important about you say about what you said is that And and I think this is an issue, I mean, probably affects everyone to some extent, but I think especially in the case of women, it's more visible because women, uh, men usually wear suits to this kind of event. So for us, it, it's always on us, like the cameras, to like change the way we look in every event. So I think it's a very powerful um, statement to make. Um, then when it comes to the fashion I- industry, of, of course, um, there is this element of, you know, keeping the products that you're, or the products or the clothes that you already have in use for as long as possible, I guess maybe some people in the audience might be, wear, might be thinking, uh, does this mean that I have to wear the same clothes all the time? Can I, I guess, because for us, it's very important to talk about as well how you access clothes, because it's not necessarily right about wearing the same thing all the time, but actually making, you know, conscious decisions and also trying to push the industry to offer Uh, products in a different way. Do you, do you agree with this? No, I completely agree. And that's why I, after the One Dress and Press, I created a second campaign literally to tackle that, that idea that people were like, okay, well, what to be sustainable, I need to wear the same thing. And I was like, no, that was just like a bold statement of like, you know, use your clothes that you have in your closet. So my campaign after One Dress and Press was yellow like a lemon. So I dressed all yellow for two months, launched during Paris Fashion Week, and it was rented pieces, borrowed pieces, sustainable brands, and secondary market. And it was really this idea like, look, you don't need to have money to borrow <laughs> from a friend um, to buy secondary market. Because at that point, there was this idea like, okay, if you want to be a conscious consumer, you need to spend a lot of money because sustainable brands are more expensive. And there was this notion of borrowing or renting was like, oh, like kind of skeptical. But at the end of the day, we've borrowed, like if you have sisters, if you have friends, you borrow all the time. You go to their closets, get that dress, wear it. Um, but it's this idea that we don't talk that much about. And, and right now it's amazing because there's so many rental companies, secondary market 
um, companies. Um, and it's really of showcasing the alternatives. It's not only buying, because you can buy from a sustainable brand, but if you wear it once, it defeats the whole purpose. And I mean, I guess you've mentioned a little bit, uh, uh, you've you spoke a little bit about this, but where do you get your inspiration from? Do you look at other people or, yeah, how do you find? Um, I think all my campaigns are related with color because I do want to showcase um, that conscious and sustainability doesn't mean like not sexy or not colorful or not fashionable. And then the ideas come from issues that I hear. Like the idea of One Dress and Press was I don't have anything to wear. And that was something I was hearing in, in daily conversations with friends. Um, yellow like a lemon came from, okay, so now if I want to be sustainable, I just what need to wear the same thing every time. So it's like every campaign really solves an issue that I see in my daily life. Thank you, Marina, so Thank much you. for being here with me today. Thanks to Marina and Rebecca for these two conversations. I really look forward to seeing the development of their work. By the way, Seb, I have a question for you because I know you've worked on social media at the Ellen MacArthur Foundation for quite some time. What do you think of what Marina just shared? Do you agree that social media is a powerful tool to inspire people and potentially get them to think differently about our current linear system and potentially explore some of the circular solutions that the market already offers? I mean, I think from the beginning of time, since we discovered how to create smoke signals, we've really, as a human species, been trying to do a very similar thing, which is to get people's attention for long enough to tell them something, whether that's to sell them something, whether to get voted in an election, or whether it's to share a compelling vision for the future, which is what um, I guess we do at the Ellen McCarr Foundation, and certainly Marina would probably say that she does. And in some ways, the digital age is a kind of acceleration overdrive of that. And social media is a tool that can be used positively or negatively on that front as well. And we look forward to seeing more examples of these and hopefully more of uh, Marina's and others' campaigns on social media to inspire young people and, well, everyone really, Seb, right? Because we want everyone to be on this. And I guess social media are no longer just a thing of, the, of young people. Not everyone is as young as us. Exactly. Not everyone is as young as us. <laughs> so that's all for this episode of the Circular Economy Show podcast. Please do subscribe to our podcast on whichever channel you're listening to us on to stay up to date and get notified every time we post new content. And we'll be back next week with conversations with PepsiCo's Jim Andrew and Walmart's Carrie Deniston as we explore what it means for a big food company to make the ambition to become regenerative. See you next week. <laughs>